0: Hello everyone, my name is Haley Elizabeth and if you don't know who I am, this is my true crime podcast where once a week I sit down and I talk about all things true crime ranging from murders, disappearances, cults, all the way to the biggest bank heist in history, all things true crime. So if you're interested in any of that, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel every Wednesday for the visual version or you can head over to Spotify, Apple, wherever you could find podcasts every Tuesday for the audio version. Now for today's case, we're going to be talking about the case of Yvonne Baldelli. Now there is a lot to get through, so we're just going to hop right into it. Brian Bremajor was born in 1976, and there's not much said about his family life or childhood. All we know is that in his early 20s, he entered into the Marines. Brian was described to have sort of an all-American personality. He was super involved in politics. He also had very traditional views, such as, you know, the man goes out and works while the woman stays home, cooks, and takes care of the kids. He was actually a full-time color Guard in Washington, D.C. and was in a very high position in the Marines. He was very respected and he even got to meet and take pictures with President Bush because of all of his accomplishments. And from the outside, it seemed like Brian had everything. He had military benefits, he was higher on the rank, so that means he had even more benefits. He was having meetings with the president, he had a full-time job doing something that he loved. But the one thing that Brian didn't have yet was a significant other. But that was until 2009 when Brian had been living full-time in Southern California and one day he would be home from the Marines and he would meet 39-year-old Yvonne Botelli. When Yvonne and Brian first met, it was said that sparks flew. Yvonne was madly in love with Brian and would constantly brag about Brian to other people, how she was dating a Marine, how her boyfriend had met George Bush. And She would basically hype up her man every opportunity that she got because that's just how much she loved him and was so, so proud of him for everything he was doing. Yvonne was born on March 4th, 1970 to her mom, Emma, and her dad, James, as well as her brother and her sister, Michelle. Yvonne was actually born in Los Angeles and was described to be a burst of light and energy. Every time you saw Yvonne, she was always smiling and dancing. Her favorite thing in the world was to dance and sing. She loved going out to dance clubs. And she was just said to be overall a very positive and happy person, and she just spread light wherever she went. Vaughn was also a very big hopeless romantic. She was obsessed with early 2000s rom-coms. At the time, she was working and living in LA as a manager at a manufacturing company called Procter & Gamble. And at this time is when she met Brian. The two of them hit it off and they completely fell in love with each other. And in 2011, three years into their relationship, at this point, they were going long distance for most of the time because since Brian was in the marines he really wasn't home as often and after seven years in the marines Brian decided to leave the marines just so he could be with Yvonne full time the couple actually had an apartment together at the time up in monarch coast And in 2011 is when Brian left the Marines. Now that he was living all the time with Yvonne, it was actually shortly after he came home where Yvonne unfortunately lost her job at Procter & Gamble. Once she lost her job, she was left unemployed. She was in an extremely tough spot. And that's when Brian gives the wild idea to Yvonne that, you know, he just spent seven years in the Marines. He's out and he wants to experience life. She just lost her job. So that means she's free to go out there, live life. And that's when he brings up the wild idea. What if both of them moved to Panama and lived along the beaches? Yvonne being her bright and lively self, she was very into the idea. She was very spontaneous and and was always looking forward to the next exciting chapter of her life. And this is what she saw that as. Yvonne said that maybe this could be a fresh start for the both of them. Maybe it was a time for her to start over, live her life, and just live the rest of her life along the coast of the beaches with the love of her life. Brian also had his marine benefits and had saved enough money for the both of them to just be able to go out there and live and enjoy their lives together. And Yvonne picked up the opportunity. She packed up all of her things and said bye to her family in Los Angeles. And her family was, of course, scared for her to go because she was moving across to a different country. Yvonne was pretty sure about this next chapter of her life. She loved the beaches and the beautiful weather in Panama, and she also dreamed about about having a house that was across water. Yvonne was said to be madly in love with Brian, and she even had plans about opening her own clothing store down there. At the time, Yvonne did fashion designing more as a hobby. She would love to make her own clothes and make clothes for her friends and family. And she had dreams of opening up her own clothing store when they got down to Panama, which was going to be an all-inclusive bathing suit store. So she was going to make the bathing suits herself, but make them for all sizes and of all shapes, not just the teeny tiny bikinis that they had in Panama. When they moved down to Panama, Brian actually had dreams of becoming a singer and wanted to get his music career off. And Yvonne's stepmom Lillian was scared, but she was also very excited for Yvonne because she spoke with so much love and lust for life and it seemed like she was really getting herself out there. So then in July of 2011, she packed up all her things and moved to Panama with Brian. And over the next couple of weeks, Yvonne would say emails back and forth to her family about how much she's loving Panama. She would say that her and Brian are extremely happy, they're very in love, and she's the happiest she's ever been. Yvonne said that they chose Panama specifically to live because it was fairly priced down there and they got to live off the beach, which was Yvonne's dream. Yvonne's sister Michelle was the one that Yvonne was most closest to, so whenever she would email back and forth with her family, it would mostly be with Michelle. Yvonne would send pictures to Michelle of her out on the beaches, of her smiling, enjoying the sunsets. The couple even got their first dog together and named it Georgia Mae, which was Yvonne's literal child. She brought Georgia Mae wherever she went, and on the outside, it seemed like the couple were thriving. Yvonne would send photos of her beaming and glowing. And it seemed like this new chapter of her life was something that she really needed. And her family was extremely happy for her. And then in November of 2011, three months after arriving, that is when Yvonne would slow down her responses to her family before stopping altogether. The family couldn't email her, they couldn't call her, and they couldn't get a hold of Brian either. All communication had randomly stopped and the family got got extremely worried. In December of 2011, after two weeks with no response, the family finally get a text from an unknown number from Brian, but instead of Brian explaining where Yvonne is or explaining why he hasn't been responding to messages, all it says is, quote, this is Brian, may I make arrangements to pick up my truck? So Michelle gets this text and Amelia calls the number and the first thing she says is, where's my sister? Brian says to Michelle, well, didn't you get my email? And Michelle says no. And Brian says that basically he sent Michelle an email saying that him and Yvonne are no longer together because they broke up. But after this phone call, Michelle just gets a really bad feeling about all of this. And Michelle tells the police that the last place that Yvonne was seen was Panama. That's when they contact the police in Panama City to aware them about Yvonne being missing. And so the police down there go to the Panama home, but weirdly enough, Brian is not there. And so they start going around to neighbors asking if they had seen them recently. But weirdly enough, the police end up finding out by one of the neighbors, that Yvonne wasn't Brian's full-time wife. She was just his Panama wife, which if you're wondering, what does that mean? The neighbors were like, yeah, Brian has a wife in Panama, but he also has another wife in California. So the police are extremely confused, so they decide to look a little bit deeper into Brian and find out that Brian has actually had a whole other secret family with a wife and a child for the past three. Back when Brian was in the Marines, as I said, he had met George Bush. Well, there was this woman who worked at the White House named Kristen Workhoven, who actually met Brian the day that he came to visit President Bush the two of them started talking and then later on started dating and this was pre-Yvonne Kristen lived in Southern California and so since she lived out there Brian would frequently visit out to Southern California and one day when he was home from the Marines is when he would meet Yvonne who also lived in Southern California and back in 2009 that is when Brian would start dating Yvonne at the same time that Brian was dating Kristen and for the next three years, Brian would juggle two relationships between Yvonne and Kristen and would switch off from home to home because as I said, him and Yvonne had a home in Monarch Coast and then he also had another home in LA with Kristen. He would basically just switch off between homes every time he would come home from the Marines to visit, and then in 2010, a year into him and Yvonne's relationship, that's when Kristen would grow pregnant and give birth to her and Brian's daughter. Brian had a secret wife, a secret pregnancy, and a secret child, all while dating Yvonne and visiting her, and then a couple days after Yvonne. Yvonne was never heard from again through emails. Brian, as I said, he wasn't in the house in Panama, and that's because he was actually back in LA proposing and getting married to Kristen. Apparently a couple days after Yvonne went missing, that is when Brian went back to LA to propose to Kristen. And then two weeks later, the two of them got married. And at the time, since Brian and Kristen were getting married, he was in Southern California, the same city where Yvonne was so he thought that since he was in town he would text Michelle and ask her what's a good time to pick up his truck which he left at the home while him and Yvonne went off to Panama. So Michelle is currently on the phone with Brian and she just gets a really bad feeling about all of this because she's like there's no way that you guys just broke up and then ironically I never hear from her again like that doesn't make sense. So Michelle tells Brian, yes, you can pick up your truck, But it would only make sense if you also go with me to the police station to file a missing persons report because it's been almost a month and I haven't heard a word from my sister that's not normal for her, that's not normal in general. And so Brian agrees that he will go to the police station once he picks up his truck. But after this phone call between Brian and Michelle, that's when Michelle would find an email from a couple weeks back. This email read, quote, George May loves it here, the most spoiled dog for sure on this island, cute and lives in air conditioning without island manage. Can't wait for you to visit, everything is so beautiful and everyone is super chill and cool. Brian is already working at local restaurants and bars and other Americanos and it's looking like I am his manager slash promoter. We just got back from town and purchased a printer and getting set up to make business cards and working on getting him booked with gigs so far only here five days and has worked three gigs we love it we wake up and go running then swim in the ocean every morning we chill and wander around town with the american business owners they love us so much to talk about Purchased one cell phone today and we'll call you with it later. We decided we needed it for all the work we are doing so far. Next is his Facebook page for the island. Apparently, that's how everyone rolls out here to promote business on the island. Gonna jump on the water taxi and go back into town, getting essentials today. Need to buy a mirror and Brian needs to buy me a sewing table and office stuff since I'm turning out to be his manager slash promoter, (laughs) haha. Love you so much, need to come out soon. Besos. Yvonne. now as you can see from that email yvonne sounds like she is glowing she is doing the best of the best she gets to wake up next to the beautiful beach every single morning she goes on runs and then she gets to swim in the ocean she's connecting with the community and all of the other small business owners She's working really hard to get gigs for Brian so he could get his music career and even dedicating all of her time to help his music career. And from that, you can definitely tell that Yvonne is happy, she's ecstatic, she's using a lot of exclamation points, and she keeps on telling her sister that she cannot wait for all of them to come out here and visit. But then, shortly after, that is when Michelle would receive another email that was completely opposite to the one that. was just sent this email read quote hey miss you and everyone at home everything is good down here but to be honest i'm starting to get a little homesick i'm working on plans to get home as early as the second week of january i miss mom a lot and i really want to be with her I tried to call her last week and couldn't get through. I've kind of abandoned my fashion idea, and I think it was near the end of my benefits anyway. Money isn't a problem right now, but I can't imagine living with the cost of everything back in the States. Gotta go. Write me back and let me know how everyone is doing. I've been living with cliffhangers for a while. Love you, sis. Yvonne so as you can see that email was just a little bit off from Yvonne's usual emails and so Michelle decides to respond to this message and she's just trying to make sure that Yvonne is okay so in this email she's just asking like hey I found out that you and Brian aren't together how are you how are you feeling like just trying to make sure that Yvonne is okay and if she plans on coming home and shortly after this email was sent off that's when Michelle would receive the last email from Yvonne and it read, quote, Hi, sis. Just an update. Brian and I are no longer together. I should have trusted my instincts that he is a lying, cheating asshole. I found out Saturday that he has a daughter that was conceived when we lived together in Monarch Coast. He has been keeping it from me for over two years. Wasn't really surprised given his past, but it was still painful. I'm headed to Costa Rica with a man I met when we first came to Bocas. His name is Tony Gonzalez, originally from Arizona, but he has been traveling. Traveling in the area for the past three years. Super great guy and has been really nice to spend time with someone that can be considered a gentleman. He's early retired from investing and really loves to travel. Brian has the phone, but I will get a new one once we get settled. Tony says we actually have to have a mailing address there. I might need to ship you a box of 99 cent store goodies, the thing I miss most from the States. Still haven't got a new camera, so I'm way behind on pictures, but promise to catch up quickly. Give my love to everyone and tell mom I still miss her. I had been trying to talk to her every Sunday, but missed this past one due to drama. Gotta go, love you. Besos Yvonne. So from that email, it said that Yvonne is running away with this guy named Tony Gonzalez that she randomly met and the both of them are running off to Costa Rica. He's this retired investor that really loves to travel and she also broke her camera and that's why she's not sending pictures. And if you guys remember the email, not the last one, but the one before that I read you, in there it said that she was trying to get home the second week of January. Now when the Family had read this, it kind of put them at ease because at the end of January, they actually had a family event going on. So they felt a little relief that they were finally going to see her again. They're like, okay, Yvonne is fine. She's just a little heartbroken. Maybe she's just confused right now. She doesn't know what to do, but at least we know that she's okay. And that same day that those emails come in, that's when Brian shows up to Michelle's house, knocks on the door, and asks if he could pick up his truck. Now, the deal was is that Michelle would go off to the police station and file a missing persons report for Brian, but now that they received all of these emails, they really don't see the point in doing that anymore because now they feel that Yvonne is okay and she's coming home in just a couple weeks. But after Brian got his truck and left, the emails completely stopped and another two weeks went by with no response from Yvonne. On January 12th of 2012, Michelle wrote an email to Yvonne with the subject titled quote worried and in there he was basically saying like hey i don't mean to pry but where are you how are you feeling i haven't heard anything from you how's tony how's costa rica but at the end of january when they had that family event it was actually a family reunion which yvonne showed up to every single year she loved to be around people especially her family and when yvonne never showed up to this family reunion that's when yvonne's dad realizes that there is something extremely wrong. There is no way that Yvonne would just not show up because she was hanging with some guy. Yvonne was the type of person that always, always put her family first. So that is when Michelle decided to do her own investigating and forwarded Yvonne's emails to a cousin who actually worked in tech and he was able to track the IP address and found that the emails coming from Panama, you know, with the pictures included and her usual lots of exclamation points, lots of liveliness. All of those emails actually came from Panama, but as far as her two recent update emails, the one where she said she was going to come home in January and the second one where she was saying that her and Brian broke up, both of those emails weirdly came from Dana Point, California. And ironically, Dana Point, California is where Brian was living at with his wife and daughter. It seemed as if Brian had hacked into Yvonne's email somehow and tried to impersonate her, but what would the reason of that be? And so that is when Michelle took all of this evidence down to the police station and the police immediately launched an investigation. Yvonne's family called the state department and found that there was no records of Yvonne leaving Panama and there's also no records of her entering Costa Rica. And that's when the whole family decides to fly out to Panama in trying to locate Yvonne. While the FBI does intensive work on Brian back in the states of Los Angeles. So when the family get to Panama, they immediately start working with officers and lead investigators, specifically lead investigator Don Winters, who saw the emails and told the family right away that Yvonne did not run off to Costa Rica with another man. There's a 0% chance of that happening. There's no way. With Yvonne's personality, she's the type of person that is very lively and bubbly, but she's also very sensitive and tends to take a lot of things to heart. So if she was going through a really bad breakup, it would be completely out of character for her to completely fall in love with another random man and go to Costa Rica. The first thing she would do is go back home to the states and live back at her apartment in Monarch Coast and be surrounded by her family and friends. The family gave the police DNA samples to match in case of any remains were found. The family also held a press conference in Panama search for Yvonne and named Brian Bremanger as the main suspect. After this, this story completely blew up. It wasn't just in Panama, but it was all over the US as well. It was mostly gaining popularity because Brian was living a whole second life with a wife and a child and dated Yvonne all while that was happening. He was able to care for his pregnant wife. He was able to show up to all of the doctor's appointments. He was even able to buy houses with Kristen and buy an apartment with Yvonne while juggling the two relationships together for three years. And then when the couple tried to run off to Panama together, three months later, Yvonne finds out that Brian has this secret family and then she's never seen again. But weirdly, Brian goes back home to Kristen, proposes and gets married to her, all while Yvonne is nowhere to be seen or found. And Brian is doing nothing to help. He's avoiding the family, he's avoiding police, he's avoiding any news outlets. He's basically pretending as if he didn't even know Yvonne in the first place, which is extremely suspicious behavior if you were in a relationship with someone for three years and you loved them, and then on top of that, you even moved to a different country with this girl. That's just not the type of behavior you give to a person like that. You would want to help and aid. And after Yvonne's face was posted all over the town, they didn't take long for witnesses to come forward about Brian's physical and verbal abuse towards Yvonne. Local bars and clubs that Brian would sing at said that Brian had a really bad drinking problem and wouldn't be allowed to sing in many places because he'd always show up drunk. And a lot of the people said that although he was good at the guitar, as soon as he started singing, he was slurring his words. He was singing super loud. And a lot of the bars said that he wouldn't even play for money. He would usually play in exchange for free alcohol or free food and when he would get drunk he would get loud and obnoxious and say really nasty things to yvonne loudly in front of everyone in the restaurant one bar owner even said that yvonne came into the bar one day with a black eye and bruises all over her face she tried to hide it with makeup but she wouldn't talk or explain it It was just more of a thing of like, you know it's there, I know it's there, that's all we need to say about it. Other regulars at the bar would actually say that one night Yvonne opened up to a group of strangers about how her boyfriend Brian hits her, strangles her, and drags her. Once Yvonne's story had gained a lot of attention from the media, that's when officers, family members, friends, neighbors, and volunteers sailed to the swamps of Panama in search for her body. As they searched, they did find a couple of items such as a purse, a medicine bottle, an odd sinkhole, and a passport, but unfortunately, after investigation, none of these belonged to Yvonne. Now, back in the States, back in LA, police are now staking out in front of Brian's house and trying to get his usual routine, trying to catch him in the act of something, until one day, the police come knocking on the door, and Brian is very open to them. He even invites them inside. He says, my wife Kristen isn't home right now, so I'm watching our daughter. And Brian also says that he has been expecting the police. The police would then sit down with Brian for an entire four hours while he babysat his daughter. And Brian pretty much stuck to his story. He said that him and Yvonne one night got into a really bad argument over his secret family. She had found out through looking into his phone and after this, she completely blew up and left the home. He waited about an hour and when she didn't return, he left to go out and find her, but when he got back, there was a note left from Yvonne which basically said that she was leaving him for another man in Costa Rica. But when the police had showed how Yvonne's latest emails were sent from his address in Dana County, that is when Brian began to fumble around a little bit and he wasn't as calm as he was before. And as one of the investigators were looking around, he noticed a white VAO laptop sitting on the coffee table. And ironically, Yvonne also owned a white VAO laptop, but at the time, they didn't have a search warrant or a season seizure, so they weren't able to take it, but they did take note of it. And a couple months after this interview in the summer of 2012, that's when the police start closing in on Brian, and they start interviewing basically everyone that Brian knows, including his wife, Kristen, who then had to become aware of the entire thing going on. Kristen had no clue about him buying a place in Panama. She had no clue about his apartment with Yvonne or him and Yvonne's relationship. Brian had actually told Kristen that he was going down to Panama for a couple weeks to decompress and relax after serving seven years in the Marines and he was going with a couple of his Marine friends. Kristen learned about all the info of Brian cheating on her and what he had with Yvonne and also possibly going down to Panama and killing Yvonne because at this point she was not seen or heard from in weeks. But Kristen weirdly said that she didn't care. Kristen said that didn't matter matter to her because she loved Brian and Brian was the best thing that's ever happened to her. And so no matter what, she was going to stay by his side no matter what he did. But as time went on, that's when the police would learn even more terrifying information. On the night of November 26, 2011, that is when a lot of neighbors would hear a lot of screaming coming from Yvonne and Brian's house. And it is suspected that it was on this night that Yvonne and Brian had had their big argument. Yvonne and Brian had gotten into an argument, which led Yvonne to learn about Brian's secret family. Police would later seize the white laptop at Brian's home and confirmed it to be Yvonne's laptop. Police found some concerning things on there, including, two weeks before Yvonne found out about his mystery family, she took a very chilling photo of herself on the laptop of her with a black eye and a bunch of swelling on the left side of her face. They also found Yahoo searches from November 27th, 2011 at 1036 AM, the day after this huge argument with lots of screaming, there were Yahoo searches on how to remove blood stains from a mattress. They also got access to Yvonne's bank info and found that Yvonne was withdrawing money from her account in Costa Rica, but this was kind of odd because as I said, Yvonne was never recorded entering Costa Rica. But when they look back at the security footage, they find that it was actually Brian withdrawing money on Yvonne's card. And so if Brian is using Yvonne's card, they're assuming that he's also using her email. And so when they look into this laptop, they end up getting into Brian's Facebook account and they end up finding that Brian was actually selling at one point a machete. Now this machete was actually already sold to someone, but this was extremely scary and suspicious to the police until they started to read the comments and there was one comment that Brian left that said, quote, I bought it in the States before I moved down there. Don't worry, I only dismembered one stripper with it, so it's hardly used. So with this very concerning comment, that's when the police tried to locate the buyer of this machete and they were able to successfully get the machete back and try to test it for DNA. Police also make note of their dog, Georgia May. As I said, Brian and Yvonne had shared a dog named Georgia May, who was Yvonne's literal child. Them two were best friends and went everywhere together, but weirdly, Georgia May was missing the same day that Yvonne went missing. And it was suspected that Brian knew that if Yvonne went running away with some man to Costa Rica, she wouldn't leave her dog behind. But even to this day, no one knows what happened to the dog. And in summer of 2013, two years after Yvonne went missing, the family was still fighting for justice. And on June 26th of 2013, that's when the police would make the biggest break in the case that led to Brian being arrested in his home in San Diego County with following 13 felony charges, but not one of them was murder. The lead prosecutor said that they couldn't charge for murder because they had no body, so really they couldn't prove her to be dead unless there was a body. That was until one day in the Panamanian island, a local worker who was clearing some rubbish from a swampy area around where Yvonne and Brian had lived and came across a green duffel bag. He opened up the duffel bag and inside were human bones. He Immediately called the police and the police took this down to the station and two years later, these bones were tested to be the body of Yvonne Baldelli. And all that was left, unfortunately, was Yvonne's bones because she had been decomposing in this rainforest for two years. Yvonne's clothing was also in the duffel bag and it was determined that Yvonne was not just murdered, but she was also dismembered with a machete. Her cause of death was determined to be be stabbing in the back twice the spring of 2014 while brian is in jail awaiting trial Kristen still stands by his side claims that her husband is innocent and that someone else had done this to yvonne yvonne's sister michelle was unfortunately diagnosed with cancer and at this point after only three months being diagnosed was wheelchair bound and only had a couple weeks left to live and even with her little time left on earth she went to her sister trial and gave a disposition just to give her sister justice and to see Brian locked away. After her testimony, she actually ended up passing out due to the exhausting nature of all of the questions and the people, but she still showed up as an act of love for her and her sister. And just a couple days after her giving her statement, Michelle had passed away. And up until her final days, she was fighting for her sister and her sister's justice in early 2015 the court decided that they had enough reason and evidence to charge brian for murder brian at first pled not guilty and was supposed to have his trial in 2016 but that was until the police actually found traces of yvonne's blood and dna under the machete's handle so basically on the handle of the machete there were little screws that like kept the covering intact and so all they did was remove those screws and underneath those screws, there were traces of Yvonne's blood. And within a week of this information being uncovered, Brian accepted a plea deal and pled guilty for the second degree murder of Yvonne while all of his other charges were dropped. Five years after the passing of Yvonne, that is when Brian went to trial and he finally confessed to the murder of Yvonne. He apologized to Yvonne's family at court, but his apologies were extremely hollow. Brian had done way too much damage at this point. He had faked his love for Yvonne, he had faked his love for Kristen and their child, he had lived a double life for years, cheated on Yvonne, cheated on Kristen, was a terrible father figure to his daughter, as well as physically and verbally abusing Yvonne. And there is just no sorry in this world that would excuse any of that behavior. Brian was then sentenced to 26 years in prison and is supposed to be released in 2037 at the age of 61. As far as the aftermath of all of this, Yvonne's family was given Yvonne's remains and since she loved the beach and loved water, they decided to put all of her remains into a big seashell and sent that seashell off into the ocean. The family actually said that they were able to sleep a little bit better at night knowing that they gave their daughter and sister a proper burial and they don't have to sleep with the fear of what if her body is rotting in some jungle, what if she she's actually alive somewhere, they now have the closure and now know exactly where Yvonne is. As for Brian in 2023, he is still serving out his sentence in prison where Kristen actually still stands by his side and Kristen still visits him often in federal prison with their now 13-year-old daughter. And yeah, that is the end of today's case. If you guys found this case interesting, make sure to give it a thumbs up and subscribe if you on youtube or if you are on spotify apple wherever you can find podcasts make sure to rate it five stars because that really helps me out a lot and yeah i hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day make sure to be safe out there go outside today get some fresh air drink some water stay hydrated and as always i love you i love you i love you and i will see you guys next week bye